Are you ready to wake up? You are now entering Dreamland. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Now Entering Dreamland, a podcast about dreams, sleep, and everything in between. Welcome back to those of you who have been to Dreamland before. We're happy to have you back. And welcome to those of you joining us here in Dreamland for the first time. It's a Sunday. It's actually the last Sunday in February. March is almost here. Spring is on the way. But most relevant to what I'm doing now, it is time for a brand new episode of Now Entering Dreamland. And this episode is going to talk about bad dreams. So you might be thinking to yourself, especially if you are a long time and I put that in air quotes that you can't see in podcast land, um, but a long-time listener of this podcast is uh, pretty subjective to me, considering uh, this podcast hasn't been around for that long. However, if you have been listening to this podcast and following along with us and listening to the interviews that I do, you will know that I have spoken about my bad dreams in detail in several episodes. So if you haven't listened, um, I recommend you to go back and listen to them. But if you have listened, you will be excited to learn that there's some new stuff I'm going to be talking about today. One thing that I want to talk about is I always know when I've had a really, really bad dream, even if I can't remember the dream, when I wake up and I am covered in sweat. So the first part of this episode is going to be talking about night sweats. And I hate using that word because for me, the term night sweats is very much like the word moist. It is irritating and it is upsetting to say, but I do need to talk about it. A lot of the times after I wake up having very vivid and unpleasant dreams, I really quickly forget the details and I really quickly forget what happened. All I remember is that something scary happened. So I've been trying to circumvent this in one main way, which is right after I wake up, before I do anything, I try to write the details of my dream down. A lot of those details make it into my dream diary, which is on the nowenteringdreamland.com website. But that doesn't always work in the way I want it to, because sometimes when I wake up, I'm really disoriented. Um, sometimes I see uh, hallucinations, and I've talked about that before, where sometimes I wake up and my dream life is seeping into my real life. So I'll see bugs crawling on my walls that aren't actually there, or I'll see a figure from my dream standing in my room, and that figure or that person is not actually there. So it's disorienting. And I don't always remember that I have to reach for a pen and write something down. But I do keep a notebook and pen by my bed now to try to facilitate writing down my dreams. Also, I just need to say it. Sometimes I just wake up and frankly, I need to use the bathroom. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. Sometimes you just have to pee. So with all that being said... A telltale sign for me that I know I've had a bad dream is if I wake up and I'm really sweaty. And yes, that's gross and icky, uh, but it's true. Whenever I've had a bad dream, traditionally I wake up and I'm covered in sweat. 
Like, for example, the other day, I had a dream that I was stuck on a train. It was like a murder on the Orient Express situation is the best way I can describe it. There are a bunch of peoples on, people, I said peoples, wow. People on a train, I didn't know all of them, but it seemed kind of 1950s noir-esque, and I was on a train, and I woke up. Uh, just feeling really, really scared and anxious and very unpleasant. And, of course, I was covered in sweat. Now, for anyone else here that uh, wakes up similarly, I, I need to say I'm not a doctor, but I have done some digging into night sweats. And um, I, have, I have news. I have information about it. And, again, I am not a medical professional at all, but I looked online at WebMD and Mayo Clinic and I found some information. One piece of information is that night sweats aren't always caused by some type of sleep condition or malady. Um, actually, it could just be caused by the fact that it might be hot outside or hot in your room or maybe you're wearing too many blankets. And in my case, I feel like that could be true some of the time. I do sleep with a lot of blankets, but that's because I'm typically very cold. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but with that said, I do notice a correlation between bad dreams I have and the amount that I sweat in my sleep. You also can experience night sweat if you're, you know, going through menopause. So that's something I didn't know, and I guess I can look forward to when that happens. And if you experience night sweats every day, I do recommend talking to it with talking about it with an actual medical professional, um, because I read online as well that that it could be caused by an illness or maybe a side effect from medication. So that's something to keep in mind as well. One bad thing about uh, having night sweats, though, is um, it's winter time now, obviously, it's the end of February, and whenever I wake up and I'm really, really sweaty, it's hard to get out of bed because you don't, you don't, you're cold, especially in the winter, you know, you're covered in perspiration, which at that point has turned cold, and the, the most unpleasant thing I can think of, especially in, in a early winter morning, is to get out of bed when you're already cold and step into even more cold. So it's definitely not pleasant. But I was thinking about this because the first time I remember having night sweats um, actually was when I was a toddler. I was about four or five. And it happened after one of the worst dreams, or I guess nightmares, that I ever had. And that is the subject of this podcast episode. I've talked about this briefly in interviews that I've done, but this is just going to be me recounting this nightmare that I've had and also the strange events of the next day. So, here we go. When I was younger, I was very, very close to my grandparents, and it was not abnormal for me at all to see my maternal grandparents several times a week. They lived very close to me, and I saw them quite often. And I really loved seeing my grandparents. It was always really fun. Um, my grandpa was very 
into current events. He always read the many newspapers and magazines, and he watched the news. So um, this was in the 90s and early 2000s. He would talk to me about topics like Harry Potter, and he knew that that was the type of thing that I myself, but also kids my age, were interested in at the time. And uh, my grandma was just really great and um, very, very grandma-like <laughs> would be the best way I could describe her. Um, but I say all this to say it was not abnormal at all um, for me to see my grandparents several times a week. And the dream started um, where it was raining uh, very, very heavily and it was uh, there was thunder and there was lightning and um, in my dream self, I knew that it was it was daytime, um, but it, it was very, very dark outside because of the storm. This is a really important time to note that at that point in my life, and also if I'm being honest now, um, I was very, very, very terrified of thunder and lightning and storms in general. I actually, I, w I used to be so afraid of, of thunder and lightning whenever I heard it, um, I would get physically sick. And I remember when I was a toddler, there were a few times I would actually um, vomit because I was so scared. So the dream started out and I was already really scared because this huge storm was raging outside and my anxiety was pulsing. And then through these, these buckets of rain, um, I see this white car pull into um, my house or, you know, my, my parents' house. Um, and the way my house is situated, you know, we, uh, my parents still to this day live in this uh, townhouse. Um, so it's connected to, to other houses. And there are a bunch of spots, um, you know, a few feet away where different vehicles can park and... Um, Usually the spot where my dad's car is was free during the day because he would take the car and go to work. So there's usually an empty spot outside my parents' house and I see um, through the buckets of rain a white car pull in. And in my dream logic, I say to myself, oh, that's grandma and grandpa's car uh, because they drove a white Oldsmobile um, in the 90s and I remember that car I remember that car like the back of my own hand like the color of the car what it looked like inside the feel of the seats but all that to say I see this white car pull in and I know in my brain logic I know that's my grandma and grandpa however this is when things start to get weird because I see the car door opening but it's only the driver's car door opening. And that's when I realize that it's only my grandpa. For some reason, my grandma is not in the car. And that's weird because nine times out of ten, both of my grandparents would come to babysit me together. It wouldn't usually be just one grandparent. It would typically be both grandparents. Um, so it was very weird for me to see only my grandpa get out of the car. And I remember my dream self being very confused about this, but 
you know, my dream logic kind of kicked in and I said, okay, well, grandma must not be able to come, but grandpa's coming. And I see him through the rain of the dream, but I can't see him very clearly. And I see him approaching the front door of the house from the window where I'm looking. Um, but then like all of a sudden he disappears and my dream self just gets really freaked out. Um, I'm really scared. You know, I, I think that there's some correlation between this terrible storm and my grandpa disappearing. So I, um, you know, I th run to the front door and I throw it open to try to get a visual on my grandpa and that's when in the dream I see that my grandpa's been turned into um, a a ghost and this is like a very typical um, ghost that I think it's not how I would visualize a ghost now as an adult it's how I visualized ghosts then as a toddler which is truly a floating um, like sheet Kind of like if, you know, for Halloween parades, if you did that in school, you would kind of take an old bed sheet and throw it over your head and then you would cut out the eye holes and it would just kind of be like this weird, almost shapeless uh, ghost caricature, like a cartoon ghost, basically. And that was just standing um, kind of on my front lawn and then it, it started... Uh, really quickly floating at me and then I woke up and as I said that was the first time I ever remember having just like I there was just so much sweat <laughs> um yeah just a lot of sweat and I was really freaked out and it's probably one of the one of if not the worst dream I've ever had um and I say that because one, I've never forgotten it. And that first point leads into the second point, which is I don't think I've forgotten it because of the very weird day I had the next day. So I wake up and I'm covered in sweat and it's daytime and I'm really unnerved and I tell my mom about the dream. And you know, my mom helps to calm me down and then explains how, you know, this dream is, it, it's only that it's just a dream. Um, you'll see because, and she went on to explain that my grandparents were stopping by the house to um, hang out with me later that day and both my grandparents were going to be there and, you know, she gestured outside and she said that, look, it, it's going to be a beautiful day, the sun is shining, and I just, I accepted that, and I, I tried to proceed on with my day. At that point, it was probably around 7 or 8 a.m., um, I imagine, and my grandparents usually came around lunchtime, and we would have lunch together, so I tried to calm down, but things during the day started to take a weird turn. Um, one weird thing was around 9 a.m., my grandparents called and said that I believe my grandma had to suddenly go to a dentist appointment or something, so only my grandpa was going to be coming. And I remember that um, that started to get me really freaked out because that was exactly like my dream. 
and my mom hadn't even told my grandparents about the dream, so they didn't understand, you know, you know why that why this would freak me out. Not that I would want my grandma to miss a, an appointment uh, at all, but that started to get me freaked out, and my mom tried to calm me down, and then, so that was around 9 a.m., and then around 10 or 11, the, the sky started to get very, very dark, just suddenly, like a storm just suddenly kind of rolled in. And I want to say that I think it was around the summertime. So you'll, I know now as an adult, and if you're listening to this, you also probably know that thunderstorms, afternoon thunderstorms are not rare, especially in Maryland. But all of this was just becoming so intense. Like, this is exactly like my dream. And the sky gets really, really dark. Um, these very gray, ominous clouds are in the sky. Um, and this really terrible storm starts happening around, you know, within that hour. So I remember I didn't want to, but I, I was glued to the window, the same window that in the dream I was also just staring out that window, and I, I remember staring out that window because I was, I, I was both fascinated and drawn, but also very terrified that what happened in my dream would come true. And I remember the tipping point for me was I was glued to the window, and then I saw the white Oldsmobile, just like in the dream, slowly turn into the empty parking space in front of my house. And at that point I was I was hysterical. I was I was besides myself because it was the it, it, it moved exactly like in the dream. It was like I was foretelling this event to happen. So I was I was just so scared. And um, I remember I was just crying and then I remember um, through my tears I saw the the driver's side door opened just like in the dream and my grandpa stepped out and I I remember I flung myself over uh, uh, over the back of my couch so in our first floor area we used to have this very very comfortable I actually missed that couch quite a bit uh, side note but um, we used to have this brown and white kind of checkered couch with a low back and when I was a, a toddler slash a elementary school age young person, um, whenever I was uh, being dramatic or just generally overwhelmed and I was staring out of my front window, the back of the couch was low enough that I would be able to like kind of fling myself over it and then land on the couch cushions um, in a laying down or prone position, um, which, I, which I did quite often because I am a dramatic person, um, and I. But in this instance, yes, maybe I was dramatic, but I also was very upset. Um, so when I saw my my grandpa open the door of the Oldsmobile very slowly and step out, I just I couldn't take it. I was overtaken, and I flung myself over the couch and I buried my face into the cushions and I just started crying and. Um, and that was where the similarities with the dream ended, I suppose, because, uh, you know, a minute or two later, uh, the door opens and my grandpa comes in and wonders why I'm crying <laughs> and comforts me and then I think gives me a lollipop and I explain to him uh, what went on and then we watch Jeopardy or 
uh, Wheel of Fortune or some game show and eat lunch. So, and then after that, of course, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes toddlers get very, very upset, but then they're able to get very, very happy very quickly. You know, emotions kind of flip-flop easier when you're young. And, um, you know, my day went on and I had a very nice day and I saw my grandpa and I treasure those times that I spent with him and my grandma very much, um, especially now that, you know, I'm going into, well, I was, I was about to say I'm going into adulthood. I am an adult. I'm in a few months, I'll be going into my thirties and that's something that you don't understand as a toddler, but you can't ever get those days back and those times back. But I say that all to say my subsequent point, which is I had many, many days, wonderful days, great times with my grandpa and my grandma, and I don't remember all of them, but I remember that day because of that very terrible nightmare that I had, that so much of it came true. And as I'm saying this story for this podcast, I would honestly not believe it myself and I think the only reason I do believe this is true and I still remember it to this day is because I told my mom about it because I I think if I hadn't told my mom about it I would have thought this was some strange dream within a dream or maybe something I had seen on TV but because I told my mom about it sometimes we'll reference it like remember that very weird day that I kind of somehow brought into being or some type of premonition almost. It's really difficult to explain, but I've had many terrible nightmares and very bad dreams and very unpleasant uh, circumstances and situations that I've dreamt about or daydreamed about, but amidst all of them, that's definitely, if not my scariest nightmare, in my top three because of what happened the next day. I know that this topic isn't fun, but it is interesting to me, and I say that to ask, do you remember your scariest nightmare or your worst bad dream? If so, we have a lovely comment box within this podcast. I would be very interested in hearing about it, so drop a comment, let me know what it was about. And that's it for this episode, the latest episode of the Now Entering Dreamland podcast. If you like this podcast, or if you think someone else would like this podcast, please let them know we have a very handy subscribe button so the latest episodes can be emailed to you right when they're released. We release new episodes every Sunday. You can check out all of the past episodes as well as my dream diary and some other resources on nowenteringdreamland.com. We'll see you next Sunday, but in the meantime... You're now leaving Dreamland. We'll see you next time.